The night is young No, we're not done Party back at ours Everybody's welcome to the kick-ons You're welcome Welcome to One Hit Wonder, a kick-ons mini-series where Stephanie Moore, that's me, and Jason Parker, that's me, take a look at some of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time. This week, we're talking about the Kiwi classic How Bizarre by OMC, a song released in 1995 that went on to top the charts in multiple countries and has recently returned to the cultural zeitgeist on TikTok. Welcome Welcome to to One One Hit Hit Wonder. Wonder. One dream, one hit, one The best part about this is this is our second take on One Hit Wonder. So the first, the original one did not sound like that. This is this is a new One Hit Wonder. Are you gonna compliment my musical talents again? <laughs> wow. I'm like so surprised. I preferred the first one. Oh, and it's lost forever. I know. I don't know how it sounded. But welcome to um kick-ons. One Hit Wonder. Yeah, our special mini-series where we talk about absolute bangers. Absolute bangers. That only existed for a moment. A moment. And then another moment. And then another moment. But But, only once. But only once. What is your favourite thing about a One Hit Wonder? Oh, my God. There are several things I love about a One Hit Wonder. The way that... It truly changes the planet. Yes. Oh, sorry. Steph's drinking Lindau. I can't do it. I don't. You think. don't need to. You every time you suggest let's open the Lindau, I'm like, well, when were we gonna do it? It was kindly donated. When we were wasted, I guess. True. 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 Yeah. Okay. Completely sober now. Yeah. Um. But I love a one hit wonder because the fact that like. You just make loads of money and then you, like, go on holiday for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, the idea to me of being a one-hit wonder is people being like... Well, how do I know you Yes, exactly. And then I'd be like, you know... One-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. They'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) I danced to that at my wedding. (laughs) I danced to that at my wedding. Is that you? You got to sign my wife's titties or something, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope I never get, like, am in that situation as the wife. You will be. No way. No one's no. signing my titties. Well, maybe. Without my permission. Go sign my wife's titties. <laughs> Do you give consent, Steph? <laughs> oh, my God, that's outrageous. Yeah. Anything else about a one-hit wonder that you... Um, I love that a one-hit wonder is just, like, makes you... Truly, truly, truly takes you back to a place of nostalgia. Like, everyone has a moment where they're like... It does. And, like, you could drop and do the routine to the catch-up song in one second if it came on today, you know? Yeah, and, like, that was my, like, last last catch-up. That was, like, 
disco, uh, primary school disco oh my madness. Gosh. Oh, no. Primary school disco. Were they fun for you? Yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I had, like, um, my jolly drinks. My red oh, jolly drinks, yeah. uh, my my little my little bag of salt and vinegar chips, yeah, and like I don't know, I think like Tim Tracy and um, someone, some girl, insert girl's name here, were like dating, so we were like trying to hide them so they could go off and pass each other. Wow, that was kind of you. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Well, yes, as you said, we are going to be deep diving into some one-hit wonders over the next wee while. And while I'm at it, follow Jason's new Instagram at one hit one duh. And more on that later. So, duh. <laughs> so before we begin, let's define a one-hit wonder. The Collins Dictionary defines a one-hit wonder as a singer, composer, or group that only ever has one successful piece or a singer, composer, or group. Oh, wait, I've just copied and pasted it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a one-hit wonder is a singer, composer, or a group that only ever has one successful piece. Urban Dictionary defines a one-hit wonder, and I love this, as a band or singer that everyone forgets about after their hit song runs its natural course into obscurity because they can never get back onto the charts again. Most one-hit wonders are that way because either they can't write their own songs or their own songs are crap. Wow. (laughs) Urban Dictionary is coming for one-hit wonders. My question about that is, like, what defines successful as well? Like, is it something that everyone can be like, oh, yeah, I know that song? Probably. But I guess, like... It depends. Like, now, it's probably, like, Spotify streams. Yeah. Back then, it would have been, like, being number one on the Billboard charts, which is still a big deal today. I guess money, but I think you're right. I think out of all, it's notoriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, and I mean, like, one-hit wonders to me, there'll be one-hit wonders from, like, that my mum knows that I have no idea what they are. Yeah. But I've kind of found, like, the common thread through all of them is that they do just last forever. Yeah. Or they or, or they have the ability to come back around. Yeah, absolutely, which we will find out later. Um. So, Jason, I think we can safely agree that a one-hit wonder is a song that rockets to fame that will be belted out at karaoke for generations to come and will always make you ask, whatever happened to da da da? So, whatever happened to OMC? And why was How Bizarre such a smash hit? Let's get into it. I am so ready for this. That doesn't sound like How Bizarre, but it did in my head. One hit So, OMC or Otara... Otara Millionaires Club was a New Zealand music group with vocalist Paulie Fumiana later becoming the solo member. The full name of the band is a tongue-in-cheek reference to Otara... Why do I keep crumbling over that? Is it because your tongue is in your cheek right now (laughs) or are you trying to say this? Otara's status as one of the poorest suburbs of Auckland. Born to an immigrant father and Māori mother, Paulie and his brother Phil saw the people of South Auckland as the undiscovered jewels in New Zealand's crown and wanted us to not only see them, but hear them sing. Brother D, friend of the pod, 
called the Fumianas the Kennedys of South Auckland and attributed the success of so many musicians of South Auckland to them, aka Nisha Mystic, aka Scribe, even though he's not from South Auckland. But that's like the sound? Like they were... They created the sound, the Polynesian sound that hadn't been heard on international radio ah, ever. Of course. And I do have some quotes about that later. Um, How Bizarre was a breakthrough for not only Paulie, but a plethora of Polynesian musicians that came after him. And it made them realise that they could do it too. It was finally a representation in the international media. Yeah, I guess, like, they've these people were like, oh, my God, like, we've we've known that this music is the shit for ages. Maybe it's a confidence thing as well to be like... We can do this. Yeah. And then when OMC, like, totally smashes it out of the park, then that's when everyone else uh, who will come after them is like, oh, my oh, God. wait, we could do this. Yeah. And, and people are interested in our sound that we, I guess, will probably take for granted because it's just who we are and what we sound like and the music that we make. Yeah. But there's, like, a market for The it. world is ready. Imagine just, like... Uh, like, imagine being scribe. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you're just like, I don't a young, know. Yeah, young. 95. A young scribbler. Been, yeah, yeah. Um, you're he was down, down and out. And, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you hear OMC on the radio. Yeah. For the first time, you're like, what? And the, the I think the, my favourite part about the song, How Bizarre, is his New Zealand accent is so thick. Mm. It just shines through. So even that is amazing. It's kind of smarter than you give it credit for, eh? Like, for people listening in America, it would be bizarre yeah. to hear a New Zealand accent being, like, one on the radio. Yeah. And, like, were Americans singing it, they weren't going, like, how, how bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> Like, were they? I have no idea. Well, probably. How bizarre. Well, How- none of them can really do good New Zealand accents, so I am led to believe that they were singing it in their own accents. How bizarre. Do-do-do. How bizarre. Oh, my God, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Just, I have to say now that the word bizarre is one of my favourite words. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. You know, like, saying the word crazy, I'm trying to say it less and less because it, like, has a lot of... Um, Negative connotations. Yes, but bizarre, perfectly. Anytime you feel like you want to say crazy, yeah. bizarre fits in so well. And, and it, it's also a compliment. Yeah, and it just, the way you say bizarre, it just leaves the person you're saying it to, like, thinking you know like yeah like bizarre like that was bizarre that's onomatopoeia right like when a word bizarre or is that just sounds i think it's just i know onomatopoeia is like slam oh yeah that would have been really great in the mics can't wait to hear that okay so the band was formed in 1992 uh by phil fui mana um, who was the older brother of Paulie. So Paulie performed um, as a front man and played several instruments during performances in the studio and throughout tours. The group disbanded not too long after its inception and Paulie retained the group's name, shortening it to OMC. He then enlisted producer Alan Jansen to help him write and record new material. Their first track together was How Bizarre, a quirky pop tune in which Paulie raps about a brush with the police. 
Jensen enlisted singer Sina Saipaya to harmonize with Paulie on the chorus and added a variety of instrumentation, including an accordion and a trumpet. The underlying guitar track, meanwhile, offered a distinctly moldy flavor to the song. Paulie often spoke about the hit and in 1997 told Reuters, I put a lot of hidden stories in there so people could read between the lines and sense it for what it is instead of telling them, yeah, we got pulled over by the cops and my mate got his head smashed in and we got arrested and they found some pot on him. How bizarre. How bizarre. How Taylor Swift of him. One of the brothers is no longer in the band. One of the brothers is no longer in the band. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it just didn't work. And then, because uh, I've watched a lot of um, interviews with Paulie's friends, and they all just described him as this, like, enigmatic character who you were just like, how bizarre. Like, he didn't fit, looks-wise, he didn't fit in in South Auckland. He would be dressed to the nines. He would, they used to call him, like, the fancy man. Mm. I actually wasn't fancy because that feels like... Fancy, but like I can't remember what word to use. But right, along fancy those lines, for South Auckland. Well, just in general, they were like, you know, he looks so suave and sophisticated. He was with these amazing suits, and I think he had this little something special that he knew he could like market and would be something. Star quality. That's yeah. what star quality is. Yes, yeah. and he just needed to find the person to help him get there, who sadly wasn't his brother but was Alan Jensen. Yeah, so do you know much about Alan Jensen? So not really other than they had a big falling out in years to come. Yeah, of course. But Alan Jensen did connect poorly to Simon Grigg, who released How Bizarre on his uh, record label, which was called Huh? Um, And it was a massive gamble for Grigg to bring them onto the label, but it really paid off. Greg described the song as a classic Kiwi strum meets punk rock meets a disco meets a South Pacific beach party meets classic soul meets reggae and everything in between, which I kind of agree with. So <laughs> he's basically saying I have no fucking clue how to describe this song. <laughs> yeah, how bizarre. But you'll love it. So the song remains the biggest selling and highest charting single released on a New Zealand-owned label. Of all time. Yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. So as we said, it had a refreshing sound and it became an instant hit in New Zealand. It reached number one in early 1996. Uh, And over the year, it spread around the globe, hitting number one in Australia and Canada and landed in the top five in the UK, across Europe, and eventually made its way to the US, where it topped the Billboard mainstream top 40 chart the next year in August 1997, and that made OMC the first New Zealand artist to reach the number one spot on a billboard chart. I would love to know how that even happens in, like, this era. Because, you know, now, like, mm. someone puts up a song on the internet and it's, you know, you can SoundCloud Judge. and yeah. you can it can go all around the world. But, like, it gets to number one in New Zealand. How do they then be, like, send it on to Australia? Like, it's truly just, like a good, good song. Yeah, absolutely. There's no other way around it that, like, people gravitated towards. Yeah, well, here, which I had written down for later, the um, Simon Grigg actually got an Australian record label and essentially did hand over all the rights to them eventually, and then they pushed it into the rest of the world. And he says he regrets doing that because... 
a lot of her power got taken away from him making the decisions, obviously. But then it's a double-edged sword because had they not done that, the song wouldn't have the success that it had. I wonder. That's I guess that's something they'll truly never know. Because... Yeah. But I think, like we were saying, the sound was so different at the time that and was, it's like Lord. Yeah. I mean, I know she was backed by big, big labels, yeah. but... Was New some... Zealand global, though? You know, like... Like, was anyone paying attention to the charts, the New Zealand charts before then? Probably. Well. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know either. We need to get some. Because now, like, people are paying attention to New Zealand music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like our music has just gone in, like, bits and it will be one one big hit. I'm trying to think of an example of that, but I can't, like, maybe Jen Wigmore or Lady Hawk. Yeah, Jen Wigmore, Lady Hawk, um, Broods Were Massive. Or even Brooke Fraser. Oh, yeah, legit. But I think it is just like a, it's a one-off hit that everyone loves and then they're still massive in Germany and New Zealand, but they're not that big in America. Yeah. Oh, which... Beck, Beck Runger. Oh, well, goes out saying yeah. with Beck. Um, so the single and the album of the same name made around $11 million in royalties of which Paulie said in 2007, he received only 5 million. Um, Greg, the, uh, record label, the label manager said in his book, how bizarre Paulie Fumiana and the song that stormed the world. The song was everywhere. It was so huge. New Zealanders don't realize how massive it was. It was such a ubiquitous radio record. It was the number one radio record in New York City that year. Bigger than the Spice Girls. How? It's amazing. Incredible. Was he able to tour like the Spice Girls were? Like, No, no. I think he was his own worst enemy. He... He became really fatigued... There was a lot of drama, like, in 1998 with Alan Jansen, his producer, um, over royalties. Like, it all just happened so quickly. He was over there. It was a big deal. And then suddenly, by the time it was number one in the U.S., they were in court over royalties. Gotcha. I guess it's a year on, right? Yeah, two years, 18 months. So it just feels like a real hard and fast story this is like the epitome of one hit wonders it really eh? is it really is so outside of new zealand omc is generally considered a one hit wonder they did have a few other successful singles in new zealand including land of plenty that came on before and i was like oh i do know this song um but it was nothing nothing compared to how how bizarre did so i think he also um apparently because he was, like, fatigued from touring, assaulted a record company representative in San Francisco. And then the big moment when they knew it was all over was when Paulie and Alan split. So, like I said, that was 1998. They had a falling out over royalties, which ended up in court, um, which Jansen actually emerged with an out-of-court settlement um, from that dispute. So they were kind of at... uh, like a crossroads because Alan, you know, loved producing music, but he needed a front person to do what Paulie had done. And Paulie needed a producer that would make an amazing hit like that again. So it just like evaporated and, and didn't. And did they ever work with other? No. Yeah. Um, they did however regroup. 
uh, in 2005, and they released a single for all of us, which featured the actress Lucy Lawless as a guest vocalist. Um, oh, sorry, they regrouped in 2005 and released that song in 2007. Um, which we need to find because Lucy Lawless is an awesome singer. Is she? Yeah. What? She's sung on something else. I don't know. Yeah, we need to look for that. We need to get her on the pod. Musical theatre star. Absolutely. In the well, I mean, you can't be Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> is that Xena? I think that's Tuvan Throat singing. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, I don't know if Xena makes a noise. No, maybe she does. I don't know. Um, so Fumiana was declared bankrupt in 2006 and he died in January 2010, which after re-watching some footage, like his obituaries and stuff, I remember this when he died. I had no idea. You really should have, like, led me into that slower. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. He's passed on? He's passed on and he was only 40 when he died, which is really sad. Oh, my God, (laughs) Steph, I'm so sad. Wow. Well, if it makes you feel any better, he did have six children who can continue his gorgeous family. That really doesn't. But... (laughs) So he has no clue that his song is fully back. No. So his, the song actually re-entered the charts after his, like, in the weeks after his death. Okay. Um, But, yeah, he has no idea. And I wonder if the TikTok success, which we'll get into in a second, yeah. is generating any income. Like, do artists make money off TikTok? Yes. Yeah, they do because it um creates streams. Right. Yeah. Even if it's not the full song. Yeah. So every Whoa. TikTok is one, I think, counted as one oh stream. Or every certain amount of TikToks is counted as one stream. Right. I'm going to quickly see how many streams How Bizarre has. I didn't even look. I I also wonder oh. um, bankruptcy. Like, yes. what led him to that? Was he excessive? Whoa. So How Bizarre has 89,476,362 streams. Like, that's got to be at least $300. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I think that um, uh, Simon Gregg had said in his book that he was pretty... um, Loose. Loose with his money, like, while he was touring and things. And I think he would, like... Yeah, not... Because, obviously, he thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm this megastar now and I'm going to, like... This is going to keep happening. I think he didn't just take that success for what it was and kind of think, you know, this could be the only chart, you know? Like, this yeah. might not happen again, which yeah. would be a really hard... How do you even learn that? I have no idea. To take everything as, like, like Just this in moment. the moment. Yeah, we're, we're never taught to live in the moment. Everyone's like, live in the moment, live in the moment. But, like, we're everyone's always thinking about the past or about the future. And you know why? Capitalism. Whoa. And the American dream. Fuck, this, this um, theme tune is really fleshing itself out. It really One is. hit wonder, capitalism and the American dream. It sounds like a, um, a superhero. It does. Yeah. Uh, Versus Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> One hit wonder, the Xena Warrior Princess remix. 
Okay, so we mentioned TikTok. So let's explain that the song has had a massive resurgence on that app in 2020. So videos with a clip from the song have now hit around 2.2 billion views, which is outrageous. All the videos center on two people in a situation where one person appears to have more knowledge than the other person and about, about an event. The clips all end with the familiar refrain of how bizarre being voiced as the OMC pop song plays underneath them. For example, a mother walking into the room saying to their daughter, hey, I heard something vibrating in your room last night around midnight and the daughter responding with how bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. We should make a how bizarre TikTok. I think that's literally what we're doing right now. Someone <laughs> like talking about something that they yeah, know more about yeah. than the other. How bizarre. There was also one with this like fabulous queen of a man, uh, of a person, and the mother walking in and being like, oh, I just found my skirt in your room. And then being like, how bizarre. You know, like stealing your mom's clothes. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you engaged in any of the TikToks? No. Um, I don't have TikTok. How bizarre. How bizarre. Yeah, you telling me about TikToks and me being like, how bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got this I've got this great new app you should get on. How I've got bizarre. the app. I've, I've got it. Because sometimes when some people send me TikToks, I feel the um I feel obliged to you don't have watch to watch them. them in the app, though, do you? Yeah, but it's way easier. Oh, fair. Yeah. So. Fair. I love an Instagram account that, like, posts the odd TikTok in their stories like we do sometimes. Like, Flex Mommy uh, posts the best TikToks. And then I'm mad. Well, sometimes I'm proud when she posts one that I've seen. I'm like, yes. But then other times I'm, like, annoyed that her algorithm is hers and mine is mine. That's yeah. the best part about it is the algorithm. Like, I know we've all seen the social network. It's really bad. But the algorithm is, like, perfectly suited just for you. From you know? what you watch? Yeah, and what you double tap on and what you hold on. Like, the day I got to Tiny Home TikTok, chef's kiss. Life was complete. One hit wonder. Life was complete. <laughs> what was that? That's other literally one? me after I become a one hit wonder. Yeah. One hit wonder. Life was complete. <laughs> and oh. I didn't need a. This is um, Zena's part. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, in conclusion, How Bizarre was like the tiny Kiwi song that could and did. And is. Still going. Doing. That's the crazy thing about it is yeah. that truly, like, to me, How Bizarre is, like, on a compilation CD that you listen to at the beach. Yeah, Nature's Best. And and all others. Yes. Like, there is, there's one with, like, a, a beach ball and a sun a sun umbrella on the beach. Yeah. And it has How Bizarre it on is. it. It is. It's just, like, Kiwi, yeah. Summertime, Jandals, Jeffers that have melted. Yeah. And just a good time. Do you know what? Like, the closest thing I can kind of relate to the How Bizarre. Yes. Like, of recent times is like, uh, don't you worry about it. Yeah. And don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, it had that kind of same sound. Yeah. It didn't quite, like push all over the world. But remember, it was like number one in New Zealand for a whole so year. So long. 
Hey Kings, what are you up to? Come on the pod. I when I got back to New Zealand, yeah. I didn't really know much about that song. And it was like right at the end of it being like big deal. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I what is the song? Oh my god, what is the song? Oh my god, what is this song? Oh my god, what is this song? And then I was like, oh my god, I love this song so much. And then I was literally on the beach one day by myself. And I was like a bit drunk, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna message Kings. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I can't remember. Just like something like, I think your song is so cool. Um, I think I wanted to know where he was playing or something. Like, so you went direct to the source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so How bizarre. Do you have gigs? Like, I'd love to come. Did you see him at Flow Chala? No, uh, no, he wasn't at Flowchella the year that I went. Oh. Uh, Thea was, though. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of Thea, um, she, so we are recording this on the 28th of January, just so you all know, um, and there's been a massive Me Too uprising in the New Zealand music industry this week. Yeah. And Thea said on her Instagram that she wrote frat boys about the men in the New Zealand music industry, specifically one of those men that have been called out. Yeah. And and that's why she left Warner because he was he was the one she was talking about when um she was like, Yeah, they just like didn't get my music and wouldn't let me make the music I wanted. So I had to like go on my own journey and like thank Christ you did because your music is yeah, amazing. Um, but it's quite cool. I saw Josh Fountain, who has just won, like d- does all the music uh, producing for Benny. Um, it's oh. kind of like Joel Little's um, wannabe brother. Yeah, I think like runs Joel Little Studio. Oh, here. okay. Yeah, no, not wannabe. Then. I think that mates. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he posted. Bro. He was represented by yes. this guy, and he's posted being like, um, "We've parted ways," and like I. Like, if I'd known more, but I wanted to be better and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I saw people like Lady Hawk and stuff posting on I his know. thing being like, great, amazing. All these women, like, coming out and being like, cool. Well, we're, it's we're because there's not much being said by men yeah. at all. Except for Jeremy, Jeremy Redmore, friend of the pod. Um, What's he said? He's been posting a lot about it, basically saying, like, the silence is deafening and posting, like, quotes about, like, how the silence is deafening and, yeah. Okay. But Anika Moore and Holly Smith and a heap, Tammy Nielsen, a heap of artists, released a, a uh, what is it, an open letter today, which was really amazing to read. Whoa. I... And also Bailey Wiley, friend of the pod. Hi, Bailey. She said that when she was 17, so just before we knew her, um, that she went into, uh, she was, like, starting to try and make it, and she went into this label or wherever, and the guy was like, okay, and um, next time get a Brazilian before you come here. And she was like, what the fuck? That's so weird. And she... Something was like, well, was like, don't go back. And she never did. But she was like, that is the kind of shit, like on the lower scale of what's been happening that we have been dealing with for years. That's disgusting. I was 17, let alone, like, it's disgusting anyway. And I was 17. And, yeah, she was just like, you know, respect to everyone that is 
coming Blowing forward. Blowing a lid. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's not bizarre. That's crazy. I know. Sorry to bring it down, but I just it's been very interesting to watch. And yeah. I hope that it continues. I think OMC would be in the conversation if they were here with us today. Oh, they would be. They yeah. would be. Well, I've loved this. I feel like I've learned a lot about OMC and about Paulie. And I guess I didn't realise that this song was the catalyst of that amazing Polynesian yeah. sound being released to the world. True cultural impact. Yeah. OMC put a stamp on the world. They really did. And they paved the way for all. so many. Blew it all. But you would, like, isn't that almost the point? If you're not, if you're a one-hit wonder, you have to blow the money. Yeah, I mean, it's truly rock and roll. But is that just... Truly, mixed with... um, (laughs) (laughs) Crafty pop, pop, uh, a little bit of reggae. uh, Classic Māori. Yeah, like, do you think they just go hand in hand? Because if you're not going to, like... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Reggae. Um, like having a one-hit wonder and blowing the money is just, is just like the eventuation of what will happen because... Well, you think like, the money's going to keep coming in. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a byproduct of being a one-hit wonder. The ultimate maybe. one-hit wonder is when it does keep... Like imagine if Mariah... All I want for yeah. Christmas is you. Yeah, yeah, it was just that. Okay, so here's here's an idea I've been toying with recently. Okay. Um. So I write the first ever Christmas Easter. One. Oh yes. Banger. Yes. So every single Easter, which happens every year and for days as well. Yeah, so true. It gets played a million times. Do you not consider the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack Easter bangers? It's just one song. <laughs> it's one song. It's not an album. It's one okay. Easter banger that every family is just like, God, I really need to listen to Hop On That Egg, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask, like, what part of the Easter zeitgeist is the like Easter- most commercial part like, of it? The most commercial no, part. No, surely it would. <gasps> Go. I've got it. Say it. You do a cover, an Easter cover of Sweet Like Chocolate, which I assume is a one hit wonder, too. Sweet Like oh. Chocolate. Hi. Hello. Isn't that about? Yeah, well, what is Hop on that egg bitch about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't insinuate sweet like chocolate is about something dirty and Hop on the egg bitch isn't. <laughs> okay. I want to write an original. So. Also, I think chickens hop on eggs. I don't think rabbits do. Oh, hop on right. the egg bitch. Sorry. I haven't seen a single thing about a chicken, so cluck, cluck <laughs> to you. Just you Don't you come in here and rooster me. <laughs> that could be the Henny. line. Oh, don't you come in here and rooster me. Henny, Henny. <laughs> cluck, cluck, bitch. Cluck, cluck. No, it's, 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 it needs work. It needs work. <laughs> Wow. Well, we will have more on that in our second episode of One Hit Wonder. Wonder. Amazing. Follow us on Instagram at Kick Ons Pod. 
And follow Jason at One Hit Wonder. And also follow him at Jason at the Basin. Yeah. And also follow me at Steph Arnimore. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to change. <laughs> I really want to change my handle. You can't. You can't. <laughs> All my colleagues have started calling me Stephanie Ann because someone thought that was my name because of my Instagram name. Yeah, it's, not. But it's just too. Maybe it's... I should go for the double H instead of the double A. Stiff. <laughs> oh, no. Stiff. <laughs> this <is> noise. <laughs> oh, we've lost it. Uh, it's the Linda. Okay. <laughs> Zena. Zena. Follow her. Beautiful pictures, beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs>